Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. at a certain level photography is like just the inverse of hunting for some people 100 percent, absolutely i i I do in a weird way is i because i mean you are quite literally having especially if you're like looking at things you know you have to look down your sights target in frame it up and you hit the trigger it's pretty bizarre you do sort of like get to live out that voyeuristic uh, fantasy yeah. of you know the uh, of being the predator. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I mean quite literally, it, it is. I mean, people also use like hunting terms with photography. I think it might just be your right. hunting for images, but you know what I mean. It's a little. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll admit, you know, being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go out today and shoot some stuff. Don't know what, you know. Yeah. You're like, that, whoa, what do you mean, Zan? What are you shooting? Change, change my tone of voice is a very ominous statement, especially in, in a state like this. It is a little, yeah, oh, yes, actually, especially in mm-hmm. Florida, for sure. No, it's it's definitely like, it's like when people say shooting their subjects, it's a little odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the mm-hmm. language doesn't always connect, but it does, yeah, yeah it, it feels that way. It's just a little less... It's like you're mm-hmm. you have the experience of the hunter, especially if you do nature mm-hmm. photography or videography. You gotta be quiet. You, gotta be quiet. you have to be you one sne- in there. You gotta sneak up on those birds. It, yes, exactly. Have mm-hmm. you? <laughs> this is a weird segue, but have you been like? I know you're already interested in birds, so this doesn't really fall for mm-hmm. you. But like, I've been finding myself like the older I get, the more mm-hmm. the more I understand bird watching. And become like I can look mm. at birds and go, "Oh, it's a blue jay. Oh man, it's yeah. a red tail hawk." Like I just know it mm-hmm. now. What's up with that? I, have Have you found you this? Know, I mean, I do and I don't because obviously, yes, I have. I have an interest in birds, and right. I will always, I will always stop if one is close by. Of course, I guess <laughs> there's a certain level that, um. Like there's people that travel very far because they hear like a rare owl is in the area and they just want to look at it through binoculars and everyone is like lined up in a park like they're about to see a concert um like (laughs) i know there's that um there's that uh eurasian uh eagle owl that is Mm -hmm. that that escaped uh the zoo in new york oh i haven't heard of this yeah so it's basically you know it's the only one of its kind obviously like on the con, uh, well, not on, maybe not on the continent, but it's the only one in New York. <laughs> New York, that you know, <laughs> that you the know old- of. Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? Who's this- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, 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 I do and I don't. I'm not entirely sure what they get out of it because it's know. not, co- it's not quite the same as. 
in a way, it's it's a more ethical version of the old time safari type thing where, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you went out into the wilderness, you know, you were a sportsman, you tracked an animal, you got it down your sights and then you shoot it. Um, and, you know, that's that's like your 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 te- your Teddy Roosevelt, your I am one with nature by, by, by murdering it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing quite not nothing quite as uh masculine as that i guess but um i mean is this are you are you saying that uh you know photographers are just these these beta cucks that you know (laughs) can't go out and shoot an endangered animal the way we used to no is that that what you're saying have you seen some of these nature photographers for nat geo they're intense i feel like you have to do some training to be able to oh yeah no they they like they don't they don't use soap they don't use bug spray because they don't want to scare away the animals with the smell no i guess i was just thinking about this because i was i was recently on a camping trip uh up around tallahassee uh we went Mm. out to saint mark's uh wildlife refuge preserve one one of them <laughs> um it's one of those areas where there's big there's big swaths of forests that they you know replanted you know they're clearly mm. not old growth so the trees are decent size but everything is in perfect rows uh, you know right yeah yeah weird. so it's just yeah so it's like just a little weird but i i think also like you know a good reminder that you know these are that this is an ongoing project and uh um, you know, these, this is also a very recent development that we've had any sense that we should be protecting these forests. Right, right. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah, so we're walking out, you know, on these trails and just like there's this guy who from a distance kind of seems like a hunter. Like he's got all this gear on him. He is head to toe in camouflage. Gotta be. And, you know, yeah, it's Oakley sunglasses, but... <laughs> And, you know, this very long apparatus. But what does he have? It's no, it's a camera with like uh, a a lens as long as my arm on it. Yeah, man, they're intense and they're insanely expensive. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's like it's like, you know, it's the it's the joke. I guess we probably hear as musicians a lot, you know, that, you know, we didn't we we never had money to get into drugs because music gear is too expensive, (laughs) too expensive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then. I, I have the trouble of being camera guy and a musician. All my mm-hmm. hobbies are expensive. It's making me broke. Won't you but... help for just yes. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my for Patreon the, for the, for the, for the price coffee. of a cup for the price of a cup of coffee. Oh my god! Yeah, you <laughs> actually can feed that, my. That would... oh, <laughs> you could feed Joe's family because all they do is <laughs> buy him gear. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, thankfully not. Please help. My family budget. is star. My family is starving. All oh, we have gosh. are teenage engineering gadgets and <laughs> ca- and audio. You don't cables. need the second OP one. You don't need it. It's too much. It's double the price. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's and it's it's fun because then you meet people like that. You can go, ooh, what kind of what, what kind of that is that? You got, you got the new Nikon. They're like, nah, this is the Canon. Are you? Oh, I've heard about that. And mm-hmm. that's how you make friends. You're gonna go. You're gonna go out into the wilderness and shoot a Canon. Mm. This is the warrior culture. All of those. Wow. Uh, all those. Uh, you know, people that keep getting Viking face tattoos. Are this is about. it. This is the. <laughs> Yes, it, it, it is. I mean, gosh, what a in what a way a, the Vikings were bird watchers. Maybe they really were into ravens. Yeah, that's does that true. mean? They, would that be? Would, does that mean they'd be Baltimore Ravens fans? Mm, um, but the Vikings are from Minnesota, right? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. So is that is that a football team? Mm, 
Yeah, it is the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, see here, we're, this see it's the, the Super Bowl <laughs> happened recently. There's some yes. there's some uh, uh, sports knowledge in the ether that we're picking yeah, up. Yeah, of, of course, of course. Well, I have like a weird niche knowledge of sports because I was like. S- into them you, as a young you age out, for a bit. You live outside of Philadelphia. You have, I don't think you have sur- a choice. To survive, you must like them. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have to be an Eagles mm-hmm. fan, and you have to follow every game. And then, But you get mm-hmm. really good. You get really good at not lying, but not mm-hmm. giving enough information to tell people that you didn't watch the game. Because they'll be like, oh, did you see the Phillies? And you're like, yeah, that was crazy. They, oh, man, you know, I'm I really hoping mm-hmm. they're going to do great on the World Series. And I'm like, yeah, it was a crazy couple games. You know, we lost this guy and this person here. And I'm just like, I know, mm-hmm. it's totally just, what are you yeah. going to do, you know? And like, you just kind of lie your way through the whole thing. <laughs> um, I learned that one from my dad. But no, it's, yeah. it's, uh, sports are crazy. And I, speaking of sports, though, and speaking of very, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, American football, uh, mm-hmm. insert riff here, but related mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. topics, I wanted to talk about another type of crazy sport that is, oh. in a way, related to us, Zan oh. and I, I should say. Oh, kind okay. of. As in, we, we were living adjacent to it, and that's about it. Let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of Calcio Storico Fiorentino? Um, now, is that... That that's typically in a white sauce, right? <laughs> you, no, 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 you, no. Of course not. Oh. It's actually in a red sauce. No, oh. um, <laughs> red like blood. It, well, ooh, getting ahead a little bit, it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, Calcio Storico is a. It's essentially it, w- what happens when you take re- a historical reenactment. You mm-hmm. mix in rugby, a little bit of mm-hmm. American football, and MMA fighting. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. This is come. This is coming back to me a bit from our time in Florence. Yes. This is. I now. I guess. Like. I feel like my exposure to this might have been a little bit more than you because we were slightly robbed because our our second half in Florence in the spring got cut kind of short, or at least everybody mm-hmm. was inside, so there wasn't exactly a lot of like anticipation for this. But when right. I went in the in 2018 and did study abroad, a lot of people I know who were living there were like real into this or talked about it as like a phenomenon. Right. And mm-hmm. I never heard about it, but it recently was brought up to me from a um, a barista in a cafe that I go to all the time who was talking about in their Italian class, they talked about Calcio Storico. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. And I wanted to bring that to all of you because it's such an interesting yes. Florence phenomenon. Oh, yes. I caught the end of a match um, once. I forget what we were doing, but we were they were they were wrapping it up. There was still, you know, all the dirt and all all the shirtless men everywhere. Really? There you go. Yes. Then you you witnessed it because that's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. But yeah, so this is essentially like it's it's called Calcio Storico Fiorentino, but locals will call it Calcio Costume or Calcio in Costume, uh, which quite literally means it's like soccer and costumes. You know, mm. like a store because they wear. So basically, the reason why right. it's called that and why it's even called Calcio Storico is that you can really look at it as like Florentine historic football, right? So it's players. What makes this so kind of like its catch is the players are either shirtless or wearing T-shirts that they brought with them, and they wear the signature uh, Renaissance-like pantaloons. That's mm-hmm. like their the kind of signature gear that they got going on here. So it's and it will be donned a different color based on what team that you're playing for. But this is part of that like traditional element. So you would have like 
this is the the through line from the Renaissance, basically, because this game is pretty old, but the tr- its tradition is rooted directly in Florence with the culture of uh, Florence and its people, and um, it's mostly hosted by you know it really is completely hosted by the locals in the city, and it's a part mm-hmm. of the festivities for the feast of Saint John the Baptist, which is usually on June twenty fourth. So mm-hmm. it's a part of that as like a festival, but they add this as like its own kind of game that's played once a year for a very specific amount of time. And I'm imagining you're not just eating like hot dogs and buffalo wings while you're watching this. They're probably eating like Italian street food. So it's like mm-hmm. in a way, way more gourmet, but simple, you know? So it's right, like probably right. yeah, little they're, sandwiches, they're, you know? Lampredotto. Oh, for sure. There's going to be some Lampredotto sandwiches. I mean, how could, it's Florence. Mm-hmm. How could you not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good, very mm-hmm. kind of weird to think about eating, but still tasty. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, stomach usually for those yes. who don't know. Yes, I mean Florence. Florence was where I really got into casually eating pate. It's so good though. Same here. It's so <laughs> it good. it's at every it's at every single aperitivo. There's like a mm-hmm. black or a brown type spread, and you're like, ooh, what is this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's chicken liver, and you're like, ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then it's the guilt, like, well, hey, I, I kind of hey, like this. I'd, as far as I can tell, everyone I know is iron deficient. So let's eat as much of this stuff it's, as we can. I, I could say that one thing. Being being roommates with you, Zan, I was not iron deficient. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also eat a lot of lentils, though. So that'll do it. You know, mm. not to be. But no, yeah. So this is like, I, 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 I wanted to bring this here because I think it's kind of fitting with the Super Bowl just ending. Sports being such an American phenomenon, too. But like, this being... Not only very rooted in Italian culture, which maybe we'll talk mm-hmm. about at the end, but like it's specifically only Florence that does this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how to play this. Okay. All right. Here's how so we set this you've, up. You've just you've just recruited me. We're on the same team. We're on the same. Te- we are definitely the guys you. Wa- I hope so. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> we'll get to the team. I think I know exactly where we would be, but I want to say that a little later. Uh, okay. Because each team is divided based on its uh, location in the neighborhoods. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that when we get to the history a little bit. But the team, it, every game is played with two teams. So you have, mm-hmm. you know, team one, team two, essentially, and out of four. And they're made up of 27 players, or calcianti, which is what they call them in Italian. And they all face off in a dirt field, or what's known as a battlefield in the like context of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's about 88 to 44 yards, just to give you some sort of measurement. And the goal is to attempt to score goals with the ball, which is like a, it's like a soccer ball, kind of mix of a soccer yeah. rugby ball, by delivering it into the other team's goal. That's really the point. You're trying to get right. your, your ball into the end zone. So that's before, the soccer element. Before we go too much further, I think Let's it's also it. important to note that this is not like a field of dirt outside of town. Like this is oh, this is in the city. Yes, thank you. This for is that. this is this is in the city. They literally they go to a to an to a square. Yeah, and cover all of the cobblestones in dirt. Yep, and they put up like bleachers and like a fence. Yeah, they it's mm-hmm. usually like outside of like Santa Maria Novella. It's been outside mm-hmm. of like Santa Croce or Santa Spirito. Like it's wherever there's mm-hmm. like a big enough area, they do yeah. this. And like it's kind of wild, like that the whole towns mm-hmm. kind of come together and they set this up. But people train for this for like a year. It's like a big deal yeah. for these guys. You know, really the plan here when you're playing this is you want to score goals, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, this game uses a lot of like the hockey strategy, which is essentially like when you start, you want to set the tone. 
And what that means is you basically want to knock out as many of the like the team's like good players as you can so that way you get an advantage. Okay. As you it's pretty wild. Like so as you'll see like especially if you like mm-hmm. look up any of this like footage or videos, as soon as they blow the whistle, like the front row mm-hmm. of guys, they just fists up. They just start hitting each other immediately. <laughs> I mean, it's let's pull up a clip. Even though this is an audio-based okay. tour, I need mm-hmm. Zan to fully understand the context here. Zan, go ahead and watch that for like, I don't know, a, a few seconds. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, are you seeing them immediately just fight each other? Yeah, they're just like immediately they just boxing. Immediately boxing. Is this what would happen if we allowed people to use their hands in soccer? I think so. Well, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, pretty much it's, again, like, let's go, you know what, Let's. I'll give you some context. Let's go a mm-hmm. little bit over uh, the rules here. Because there's, it's okay, kind of like... Okay, what are the rules? Because th- those two guys were, w- those two guys were, ho- like, holding each other on the ground. Those guys oh, are yes. wrestling. They are wrestling. So here are the rules. The first one, rule number one, there's no striking, so hitting or kicking an opponent from behind. But tackles are fine. Um, <laughs> number two, there's no striking an opponent who's already down, although pinning them is okay. It's yeah, a I'm, lot seeing of a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of pinning. Yeah, pinning is fine. You want Because basically once they go down, they're out. Um, mm-hmm. And then three is that there's no ganging up. If an opponent is already engaged with another player, you may not also hit them unless they have the ball. So if they have the ball, you can all basically mm-hmm. tackle them and it's fine. Or beat them up. Everything else, fine. As long as you're not killing somebody, you're pretty much okay. Oh, thank God. Thank God I mean, we, we draw the border there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how do you find this many people that look like the mountain from Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, they're ripped. In- like, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. I, well, because it's like, I, I, you have to really like fighting if you want to yeah. play this game. And you got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, like I'm saying, you basically, the point of this game is to deliver the ball, whatever. But I, I think a lot of it is an excuse to just beat each other up. And yeah. you only you get fifty. It's a fifty-minute game. No breaks, no pauses. And if a player leaves, there's no substitutes. I mean, you are committing, but it's very much like a battlefield. And a lot of it right. actually takes a lot of inspiration from the way that like Renaissance um, kind of skirmishes would be fought. Like you know, when Florence mm-hmm. versus Siena and like these things, and they would kind of go out and beat each other up. Maybe there's a few kills, and they kind of just call it a day and leave. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. It's, mixed it's more in. about the the show, the the, the pageantry yes. of. Uh, the performance of, yes. of fighting and yeah, m- more more than more than anything else for sure. I mean, so I- I'm sure like all of you are hearing about this as well as you, Zan, probably are asking why we even why play this, why do this. You know, what's the point? Mm. Well, so, why do anything? That's fair. I mean, that's very open of you. You're very open minded in that way. <laughs> you think you would? You think you would play this? You think you'd be out there? I have. N- this will shock no one. I have never played a, a contact sport. I. I played flag. <laughs> I think I played flag football a couple of times in middle school PE class. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've been a, a swimmer. There yeah. is a there is literally a a line that I draw between other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're you're very much a swimmer, runner, like independent kind of sports guy. The most collaborative team sport I ever did was rowing, and 
you're very much not supposed to touch anyone else in rowing. Rowing would be a Although, very different sport if you did. Oh, if, if we turned it into like you had to ram the other person's boat? Yeah, it's an, it, I mean, that's another thing they did, I guess, in some Roman times, but and apparently mm-hmm. also in Palazzo Pitti, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it would be different. I guess that's where we differ because I played a lot of contact sports. Mm-hmm. Well, right, because because you're a hockey player. I played hockey, yeah, but I played roller and street. I never played ice because ice hockey's mm. insane. You have to be built. Yeah. You got to be like these guys. You got to be built for it. Like it is, it is yeah. a it is much boxing as it is hockey. You know, you have to be one of those people who just is really good at taking a hit and giving a hit. Right. I guess I was never. Um, I never had a lot of like like that kind of muscle, and also I'm a little Me short. Me like, either, man. So. Yeah, I I was, you know, either I was a little pudgy when I was younger and then, you know, when I was doing triathlons, I was I was pretty pretty lean. I I don't right. think there would have uh I had big shoulders, but that's from swimming. I never mm. had like big arm muscles. You're like Oberyn Martell. You're more of a spear guy. You're like quick in and oh, out, like oh, flexible, yeah. you know. Dripping dripping with charisma. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, what, so, I, I I roll I roll for for <laughs> what? <laughs> roll a dexterity saving throw, I guess, if you're trying to dodge, or if you could do a charisma check if you're using D and D rules here. I guess so. But yeah. this is this is very interesting because this is um because also none of these guys like l- when we think of Italian athleticism, I think our minds go to soccer. Yes, you know, exactly. Maybe maybe uh skiing or high jump or something like uh, I, yeah I think our, our our vision of italians they're very they're light on their feet they're yes you know but it's but it's funny because they're such scrappers like they love to mm-hmm. fight a lot mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy mean, yeah well we watched that outside of bars you know true ne- yeah we, we never like went you i mean yeah that's that's the whole thing it's like why would i go why would i go pay to to, to i they, they don't have to wait for the octagon you know? No, they're just out there arguing about mm-hmm. something crazy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, no, well, like, so the thing I always find interesting about this is it's, it's as much, I think, an excuse to fight as it is historical reenaction and tradition. Mm-hmm. So the players that do this, they're not paid. Mm-hmm. They have to base, they're paying themselves to go in there. It's not an official sport, technically, uh, because it only takes place in Florence and it's once a year. And it's only within mm-hmm. their neighborhoods, but it's a tradition and it's a historical mm-hmm. tradition that's been around for a few centuries. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of centuries, actually. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but it really feeds into the, like the Tuscan Florentine mindset specifically. So with this, too, the competitions between uh, of the four teams and these are the four neighborhoods essentially in Florence. And this is how you're broken up. And it's, again, it's that tradition of, you know, your friendly, not so friendly competition, which we see a lot with like old Italian battle tactics and, you know, the histories that mm. way. But it's very much tied to um, the concept of campanilismo, which essentially is derived for the Italian term of bell tower, but it, it translates in Italian to, um, or in English, but you know, you, you wouldn't translate this to bell tower. It translates okay. to the immense pride one has for one's hometown. So okay. it's essentially like this idea of, you know, I belong here. I am from here. And within these four teams, that concept goes to their churches and then it like to the churches, but the neighborhood really and mm. to the city. So 
each of the four teams are named after churches in their area because as we mm-hmm. both lived in this sense in these areas yeah. the neighborhoods are divided based on which church is where because that's also which community you would go to and what gave yeah. a lot of the funding so here are the teams the first we have the bianchi which are the whites and mm-hmm. that is for basilica di santo spirito which is across okay. the bridge from the um you know main cathedral mm-hmm. then we have the rossi which is the red and that's for the church of santa maria novella mm-hmm. next we get the verdi which is uh for san giovanni and then okay. we get the azuri which is santa croce so nice. that would have been us we'd be the blue team right nice okay so and the verdi was green i forgot so verdi's green azuri's blue rossi red bianchi white so they're okay. named after colors everybody dawns on their colors and that's what team is what because yeah, santa croce has got like the little blue detail around like the the, the like hexagram like, yeah at the top right Ex- yeah yeah it does exactly so well yeah. and again it's like it's all based on the neighborhoods and the people from the neighborhood go and they do this so it's it's also interesting because the priests are like very active in this too. It's like they bl- not only do they bless the teams, which I think is the is hilarious that they go out there, you know, mm-hmm. they have to bless everybody, but um, mm-hmm. also that they arrange a lot of the community donations. They're arranging a lot of the like setup because mm-hmm. the, the church in Italy, especially and in these cities, like mm-hmm. yeah, it functions bureaucratically and you know historically yeah. in that way, but also it's very much like a part of the community and it's very much a place mm-hmm. of like where people do things and have that. So we see a lot of that being used as a way of like how to organize this and but also and since yeah. it's also tied to the feast of saint john and you know john the baptist and whatnot also what a what a fun what a fun day in your in your calendar as a priest well like yeah it was so interesting i was reading a few articles about this for the research and like one mm-hmm. on like espn the guy was like interviewing a priest he was talking about how he's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly love the violence, but I do like how the community comes together. And I was like, that is so, that's so real right there. Oh my God. So mm. it's just, they're, they're kind of like, yeah, you know, but I can, I can see some of the priests being kind of into it. Although I wonder how that fits in with the, the, you know, code and whatnot. Yeah. I guess like this, like it was there like an earlier, like more violent version of this that was like gangs of New York, like different I neighborhoods, like yeah. facing each other off with axes. Or was this all, was there always like a little bit of a rule of like, we're going to, we need to, we, we have some, some, some neighborly competition, some, yeah, that, that, that we, that we're just going to hash out right here and now, mm-hmm. you know? I you feel know, like it's, the, a, it's not, not necessarily, there's no, there's no Daniel Day Lewis, you know, in a top hat, you know, <laughs> right. You know, once and good for good and all, you know, like, yeah, it's not like a, well, like, okay. I think it's a mix of both, but okay. origin. So there's a few debates in terms of like where it comes from. There's an idea that it's potentially the sport itself derives from Harpastum or Apashtum from uh, the, you know, it was, it was a Roman legionnaire, game ball game that the romans the legionnaires and the gladiators would use to train so it was like brutal Hmm. in the sense of like kind of building up physical combat but also a ball game so you're not like killing anybody um but it seems like the one that we're looking at right now and what i showed you is more of what was inspired by the republic of florence specifically and the Mm -hmm. um overthrow of the medici family as well as then the Hmm. siege by the um uh where was it by the um holy roman empire and spain on the city of florence so 
part of this hmm. festival, right, part of this game is before they play, there is a uh, parade. Italians love the parades. And gotcha. it's filled with historical reenactors. People don costumes and they're wielding Renaissance weapons. And they have cavalry men, you know, coming down with the horses, all dressed up in the specific fashion of the 1500s. And this is paying mm-hmm. homage to a game of Couch Historical that was played in 1530. And so the story that goes okay. into with this game was that, you know, that the Medici were just overthrew, overthrown by the people. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they were executed. So, but, um, and when that was happening, they there was kind of a power vacuum in Florence mm-hmm. as it was becoming a republic. People were going to have more freedom in that sense. And then they found themselves under siege by, like I said, the Holy Roman Empire, which is like Austria, Germany, the northern regions, which also had a lot mm-hmm. of influence into Lombardy, which is northern like Milan, mm-hmm. and Spain. So Spanish kingdom moving in and to show, so, and I, I hope I'm understanding this right. And if I don't, you know, I'll find corrections or somebody correct me, but it seems like the way the story went was to show us strength, you know, strength and yeah. resolve of the Florentine people. They played a game of Calcio Storico while under siege. So, okay. I mean, it's, you know, like huh. a power move kind of. Yeah. And, and you, you know, definitely they, don't want to, you don't want to kill any of your own guys when you're under siege. No, no. So I think it was just to show that, like, yeah, we're even we're under siege, but we're still showing how strong we are, and look how much we're ready to defend ourselves and whatnot. And I think yeah. also maybe it's a distraction because sieges take forever, and they're not great. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. they lost. So like they lost mm. the, the fight. Um, but yeah. the state as a Florentine way of having pride. So this is something that again yeah. is passed on as a tradition, and it's really become itself. You know, these festivals and things like this change over time, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But as we see in multiple Italian cultures, like from, you know, from Florence, Milan, Tuscany, or um, Sardinia, and different cities, different towns, they all have their own independent ways of celebrating and doing things. Mm. But it's really, it functions as a community building and as a way of, like, strengthening. Now, to answer the more specific, I think, your neighborhood's question, I think it's a way of letting off steam a little bit. I think some of those people Mm. definitely don't get along. I'm sure there's some criminal um gangs of london new york kind of style stuff happening and was happening okay. on about now but definitely in the past um and yeah. maybe that was another opportunity to do but it. it's not like they're they're not like trying to kick out the irish like, no it's not know. like it's not like that's the thing like it's not about i don't think it's about violence of we need to get rid of X group of people or we need to get rid of the, the Bianchi because the center spirit sucks and we're going to kill all of you or we're going to mur- you know, get mm-hmm. rid of you. from the- No, I think it's more about like, it's this like machismo, you know, mm. this sense of I'm better than you because I'm stronger yes. than you. And it's very masculine rooted in Italian culture. I mean, that is such a thing that's beyond Florence. It's very much part of the Italian mindset. I mean, we mm-hmm. and, and that's something I was kind of interested in a little bit, maybe exploring with this as our sort of root as a way in but like it reminds when i'm reading about this and i'm watching this it reminds me so much of like the early uh you know violent theaters I've, they have a name and i can never remember them but basically the idea was that in the late 1800s early 1900s uh, i'm ballparking there but basically that as a way to connect with your audience actors specifically in italy mm-hmm. would antagonize the crowd and the point was that the crowd would antagonize the actors. And basically, hmm. as a way of breaking the wall in theater and to create immersion and to create the sense of of community and identity and machismo, yeah. you would 
have violent interactions between actor and crowd. And uh-huh. that was a way, again, it's, it feeds into this later idea of fascism where you're building up this mindset of be angry and be, you know, be mad, be angry, be violent. And that's then yeah. how we will use this as a way of like moving forward, which as we mm-hmm. know is not only bad, it's very short-sighted and not really a good way. Yeah. It, it usually you build up this idea of anger and you point mm-hmm. it in a different, different, different direction and, you know, unleash all these people onto you know other groups or people you don't necessarily want and you know as it's still very prevalent today um Mm -hmm. so i've been finding that kind of interesting of like this as a because i don't think it culture historico is inherently a bad thing i think it's very much a community building event it's historic it's one of these like historic reenactments it's good for the kids to see but like it's so interesting when it's like children who are like i want to be a a, you know calciatore i want to be one of these guys and it's like oh okay but um, but I think but specifically this, they they don't they don't get paid. This is no, not, it's not really um, a job. It's not a profession. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it isn't I? I feel like we've we've everyone feels like their hobby has to be a side hustle these days. That's refreshing in and of itself. Yeah, even, well, if, even if that hobby is you know uh, just <laughs> losing uh, just some teeth, beating, or... beating the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, I mean, but but the interesting thing about all of this uh, is it's really hard not to compare this to like other sort of ceremonial, like violent sports. Like maybe on on like on an end where it like had like a spiritual component, like would be the like Mexico Aztec yeah. uh, like rubber ball game, where exactly you know they're maybe not always killing uh, the you know the losing players, but uh, still, like there, there's there is this anticipation of of sacrifice and violence, and all of this is done, you know, in the name of you know some sort of like camaraderie, but also like a subtle reminder of who's in charge. Right. Um, you know, it's not. It would be oversimplifying it to say that like the rubber ball game was just the Mexico version of the Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. But then, um, maybe on the on the campier end of it, like I'm recalling our entire conversation with uh, the, the uh, Emmy Award winning uh, journalist John Alba, uh, <laughs> and yes. uh, t- talking about professional wrestling in the states. Yeah, uh, and the way that that is, um, it's it, you know that. The the idea of whether or not the matches are predetermined is kind of irrelevant to a lot of the people that they that they have some desire to 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 watch these stories play out. But then you you could also look at you know the way that we want to build stories around players in football right. uh, and, and baseball, basketball. Like there's that there's some sort of human relationship that we're trying to get into and and like follow some sort of mm. arc of these players. Um, and then like, but then like I don't know where things like UFC mixed martial arts fits into that. Like because that to me just seems way more like bloodlust and maybe it's a i don't know if it's a classist thing or what but i feel like we have like a little bit of an idea that that's the trashiest one on some level like that, but i also that's, feel like it's that, the har- that's the one that's the one that's violence for the sake of violence but i know? feel like it's the hardest that's the thing it's the most mm. so okay like i this is very interesting because this reminds me of a conversation mm-hmm. we had back in high school I usually don't remember a lot of stuff from high school, but this exact okay. thing came up, which was, okay. is should violent sports be allowed, 
right? Like, should boxing, UFC, things like that, should it be a thing, mm-hmm. or is it just like basically gladiator games all over again? Like the sense of people wanting blood, right? So we're gonna see blood. And boxing I, I, though, boxing though has a ton of rules. It does have a ton com- of com- rules compa- compared yes. to mixed martial arts. Yes, it's but uh, I, but but, can, but continue. No, Sorry. for sure. Well, I mean, it's the same idea of like. People still die in boxing. I mean, it's rarer, True. but like you know, you 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 get blood. I mean, boxing. I mean, I yeah. It, I mean, hey, the the you know, as we've learned from Mike Tyson, you can lose yeah, an ear. You can lose an ear. I mean, but it's also it's kind of like with Couch Historico, same idea. It's endurance, right? It's how much right. can you take a hit. It's also very mm-hmm. bad for you later on, but whatever. Yeah. So, but w- what I'm getting at is like there was this very interesting kind of divide on where do you stand on that, and I feel like it's comp mm-hmm. it's complicated and it's nuanced mm-hmm. for sure because I don't. There is a culture, there's a lot of subcultures and cultures tied to mixed martial arts fighting and why people get into it and why they do it. And I think the same goes for boxing. And it's almost like, again, I feel like there's an inherent want to see violence, but I also mm-hmm. think there is, like, it's it's kind of like why we're so into watching violent TV, or maybe that's mm-hmm. taking a turn. Remember we talked about this with Game of Thrones, like, why was there a point in time where people were so interested in this very heavily violent show and idea um, and watching people suffer. I think there's a little bit of that mixed in with, Mm -hmm. again, it's like you're watching somebody endure hit after hit and stand on their feet and then come back. Like for sure, there's a lot of societal stuff playing in here. And I mean, I don't think we're, (laughs) we know enough about the history of sports as well as why to get into it's that, on that level but i do think that there is this element that, that i understand when it comes to mm. like why somebody would do this and why they would be wanting to do it and i feel like there's also it's like a space where you know you you you're both kind of consenting to wanting to hit each other for lack of a better word right, right. and, and yeah. knock each other out or whatever it's going to be and but I don't know. Like it's 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 just one of those things that's I feel complicated and mixed. It's the same thing again with where we put this. Let's let's take the idea of MMA and rugby and whatever and put it to, or more like MMA and boxing and put it mm-hmm. to the this Italian sport that happens once a year. Like people again, people are prepping for this. They make it their whole lives. It's like they're training mm-hmm. every day. I really think it's, and this is my opinion, of course, but I think it's a show of endurance and I think it's this like masculine kind of energy based thing of like wanting to be the toughest guy around. You know, who can knock mm-hmm. me out? Who can fight? And then trying to get the respect from that. And I feel like mm. that's another thing in America. Like, I mean, football isn't specifically violent, but it's pretty violent when you think about it as a contact sport. Hockey's significantly worse, which yeah. is funny that it's Canadian. But, you know, I think football still is, it's like the collision, right? It's the mm. hit. It's the fight. It's the sort of army. Like, I mean, I, John Alba was talking about that too, right? It's the it's the tactics that go into it's very military based but but is it is it but in a weird way because we have a lot of conversations about that especially there's the narrative of course that all of the safety precautions in football have are what has made it increasingly dangerous and you know we'll we'll see if if the if the data you know plays out that way you know um like if 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 the players are hitting each other harder because they they have the illusion of safety because the helmets are so much more mm. high tech and the body padding is so much more high tech that the injuries when they do happen are so much worse because mm. they do not feel they never pull a punch because that's true they, yeah 
because they there's the idea that well your gear is supposed to make you uh, you know impervious to some extent right um so there's that narrative to it but in a weird way is it like and i don't know maybe depending on your on your worldview you know is this just is this just bread and circuses or is this something that is is this the the safer way for us to get that aggression out instead of like yeah. physically fighting to like. the death? And I think the way history's planned out is we would prefer not to kill each other. Right, um, but sometimes people get mad and they love to hit each other or kill or stab yeah. or whatever. I mean, that's to, that, to what to what extent though do we just sort yeah. of use that as an excuse? And this this is well, always the, the the eternal question of yes. like. Of of how do we measure our complacency in any in any suffering that is happening? No, in the for world? sure, for sure. Well, isn't that like a lot of times too? Whether like you have the Olympics as a way to have cross national competition without wars, yeah. basically, like the idea of like I mean, let's just funnel yeah. this energy. I mean, maybe maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe we need to have a global RPG based game, a role playing game that people can participate <laughs> in and they can fantasize about these types of situations without it mm. being real. I don't know. But um no, a jokes aside, I do I, I do mean, get God, what you're saying. I, I I I don't want to read the think piece about like, <laughs> you know, what uh if that were to happen like oh just ima- imagine all of the all of the think pieces, all of the TikToks on which countries chose which mythical race, you know, oh, God. to portray yeah. themselves as. It would not be I just, good. I don't. I don't want it. it. Would not. Okay. It would have to be. It would have to be a more modern tabletop game where everybody's like human, or it's like sci-fi based, or it's just like mm. it is our world, but it's not. I don't know. I don't even want to pitch this but um <laughs> no like like just, you're, see, you're seeing you're it seeing it already it. come back the, the, well the, yeah i guess i guess that's the thing it's like people to some extent there clearly is an audience for like some sort of realism some sort of like there are yeah grave real um consequences to to the violence we are witnessing and then and because because even with something uh as campy as wrestling you know how many of those guys died very oh, yeah. young yeah you know, like and you know like how many of them got their brains turned into swiss cheese like it's brutal the, yeah absolutely. yeah it's um it, it's it's a whole uh it's a whole other can of worms especially because there's a ton of money involved in all of it yes um, and and, and mm-hmm. i i guess i guess that that's sort of the thing and i'm i sit on the i think we both sit a little bit on the outside of sports yeah, but I I don't know. Like, there's a part of me, and I I had this thought kind of recently, mm-hmm. where I could see myself kind of getting into like baseball at some point, just being an old guy that's like mildly enthusiastic about whatever my local, whatever my hometown team is. Uh, but I mean, especially because like. And this is again, this is an old George Carlin bit, but like, you know, football's played on a field, baseball's played in a park. You yeah. Know? Um, it's way it, more cat. Yeah. It's baseball, it baseball, is. baseball kind of is the bird watching. Uh, I just can't you know? get into it. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. My sister really likes baseball. Mm. I could see you getting into baseball if you were going to take back into here's a what, sport. He, here's, here's why I like baseball because I have one nice memory of baseball where oh. I was on a road trip. We stopped, uh, me and my friend Brad. Uh, who is the Brad that has actually been on this program? Oh, fabulous! Uh, we stopped in St. Louis, uh, stayed with my f- uh, f- 
freshman roommate, Levi, who was living there at the time. And we just like, he was like, you want to go to a Cardinals game? And we literally walked across the street, you know, got like $8 tickets to, you know, sit, you know, in the nosebleeds. Just right. like went in, like had a snack, stayed for like mm, yeah. half hour, 45 minutes, just sort of half watched the game, half talked to each other. For sure. And then we just, and then we just left. Yeah. You know? That sounds fun. That sounds like a we, nice we, memory. We, we did, yeah, we didn't even wait for the end of, I have no idea what was going on that day. Hey, you can always look it back up, you know, if you're really I guess I, curious. I guess I could, I have no idea if they won. Um, I mean... But but that's I mean I guess that's that's the sort yeah. of thing. It's like I like the idea of a lot of this stuff as a backdrop. Um, yeah, but then we have to watch it. You're just like, Ugh, I don't know about yeah, this. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I would ever go to a bar and watch. I'm a, not going to do game that. On, on, I, a, on, a, on the TV. I have no like, desire in my life to do that. Yeah, I forget what the occasion was that we went to a bar in Boston and everyone. Like we had pretty much the entire bar to ourselves and the bartender was like, I don't know, what do you want? And we're like, I don't know, what's what's on? They're flipping through the channels and uh uh Star Wars is on. Oh, I was like, I, I don't re- know, put 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 that on. You know? Yeah. Put the put put the game <laughs> put, on. Put, put the, the Star War on. Yeah, put, put the Star War on. Oh my gosh. Going back to your point as well, like how much this uh that that sort of like aggression and like some sort of outlet for it. I feel like there's a strain of that that you then saw in Italian fascism, which you yep. know was kind of the—I mean, really, like—is where fascism sort of originated in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. But but you can you can read old like manifestos uh, of the futurists of like these all of these art movements that kind of started with this utopian idea of how to reshape society um yeah. and th- this is not this is not specific to italy there was uh weiniger as well you know writing in germany or whatever the pre whatever whatever republic uh would that would later be germany uh and and they're they're very much trying to draw these lines of like the society has become too feminized you know right. that right. that we, we that we <laughs> oh, <laughs> that God. we that we're that the, the that these systems are not um, masculine enough. You know that socialism is good and manly, and you know and 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 communism is 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 bad and womanly and Jewish. Uh, you know, and we need to we need to purge it from our society that uh, we. The, you know that you read you read these ideas and you're like, you're like trying to like ooh. first of all trying to cobble together all of the nonsense like oh it's a lot of what? ranting yeah and you're like do we do we look at these guys as incels or is this is this something else is this are these rather than you know someone alone angrily writing about how the world has wronged them is this like what 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 like sociological group do you assign people that <sighs> yeah. that feel that feel like there is there is some sort of controlled violence that we must exert uh, on uh, the world? I know it's it's kind of insane. I mean, it and not kind of it is pretty insane, but it's. I, I mean, coming at this from like the Italian perspective of seeing of seeing it firsthand, but also studying it, like it is. I, I don't know. It's very interesting in how they use that as a way to get everybody kind of riled up about things that they really shouldn't 
not only not care about, but also that it does not affect them. But it mm. has to because then it's a great way of controlling politics. I mean, we see it right now. Like there is a fascist leader in parliament there. It's it's not great. It's not a good time to be in Italy. Like I mean, definitely politically speaking, it's a nightmare when it comes to how they've done things for years. Well, but like, but, but how, how do we how do we rile people up at a sports game and be like? Let's get behind renewable energy, public transportation, you know. Are you ready for some pedestrian designed cities? It's, again, it's easier to be angry at things than it is to be thoughtful about them, right? And that is where you get very far right thinking being so easy to get behind for people. Like, mm-hmm. we joke about it, but it's totally true that, like, being a leftist is, like, you're just arguing with your fellow leftists all the time about just the nuances of things, because mm. it's just impossible to get behind anybody, like, lined up on one, especially in America, specifically. But, like, it's mm-hmm. easy to get behind right-wing thinking, because you have to be mad, and you have to not be thinking. And there you go. Done. Mm. I mean, that's literally Italian fascism in a nutshell. It's get everybody right. angry about a thing, point them in the right direction, and there you go. It's done. And I, I, that was the point of the community. Like, you get everybody angry about a subject, and anger is the emotion that's so strong and kind of, like, unpredictable, right? That you don't really know what's going to happen with it when people, just so many people get angry. But it's, like, that passion. And in Italians, mm. like, I feel like there's a lot of that idea of, the like, the violence and the passion and the, like machismo this masculine energy this thing and like you see it in couch historico you see it in their love of like boxing and street fighting and things like that hunting mm-hmm. like whatever it may be i mean it's very like listen they're, they're so ahead when it comes to like food quality and like you know the environment and protecting things but uh, italians are pretty far behind when it comes to like you know the relationships between like men and women and lgbtq communities and they them pronouns like i mean they're not it's on a general scale it's Mm -hmm. it's a little like out there still not as bad it's It's not as bad yeah but it's not like you go into a small village you're gonna hear some opinions and i mean but they're gonna make you an amazing meal and they're gonna be very nice to you but they're gonna (laughs) they're gonna have some they're gonna have some opinions like when i went to you know relatives house and they had some really interesting thoughts about immigration but man did we eat some really good food but i i had to sit there and i was like i'm not i'm not well spoken enough to have this conversation but like yeah it's Mm -hmm. a little awkward so but again it's like you you kind of investigate that further and it's like there's not really a a knowledge it's not like Mm -hmm. people just get angry because they're fed things that they're told and then they just like Mm -hmm. agree with it and go with it and again like when we tie this back into sports i think it's a little bit of that same idea and like I think I think it's entertainment in a nutshell, right? It's something mm-hmm. to do. It's something to watch as a community. And with it, with specifically targeting Couch Historico, I think there's some really good things there. I think mm-hmm. there's some very questionable ones. But we don't also want to like project our feelings onto another culture either. But if we mm-hmm. look at it with like an American context of like how our the, the I mean, just look at the spectacle of the Super Bowl now or anything mm-hmm. like that. It, it's entertainment. It sells products. You know, mm-hmm. you get people distracted, you do whatever. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, any entertainment-based show or reality TV or anything like that. It's all used as a way of communicating ideas and whatever. But I don't know. I guess that's just sort of like the interesting question that we were talking about. Where do you find that balance? And mm-hmm. where does it become a, a skill and a act of endurance and the test of the human will? And when does it become the sake of the, the thing of thrill seeking and whatever yeah. else, you know? Yeah. I mean, is this 
does this scratch and itch in a way that it might for a mountain climber, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and I, and I feel like they're like someone who does like rock climbing or something like, like, yeah, free, like free solo guys. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And like that, um, I don't know. Cause, cause we very much have this idea that in a lot of, I, I, I think I think so. we we have a tendency to look at modern life as a little too safe. That we really do get sort of this sublime thrill out of imagining a little bit of a little bit of danger. And I mean, I think it's you know uh, on on maybe a very low level, just going for uh, for a hike or something. You know, it it right. ta- it takes you out of the the perfect safety of and and i don't know the I, but i mean at the end of the day we're all so much more likely to just you know uh die from getting hit by a car than we are like a cougar uh you know not not the, not the cougar driving a car <laughs> you, you just read my mind or, or, i didn't even have to yeah, say the joke not, you said not, it for not me a, not not a mountain lion driving a car i, I, I mean like yeah. like an old like an older an attractive older woman driving a car uh that you know hits you <laughs> Um, I mean, street traffic is dangerous. We yeah, live in dangerous watch, places. It's it's yeah yeah no. We both we both live in in suburbia where you know there are there are countless bad things that could happen to us. You know, uh, just walking down the sidewalk. I have literally almost gotten hit by a car many times this month. <laughs> I have done nothing. People just do not know how to drive and do not pay attention mm-hmm. to other people. Oh yeah, but no, that's beside and, the point. And, and there's there's so many old people on the road. Oh down here. god, yeah. It's oh, like, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, it, it's, it's certainly, there, there is a, a danger there, but we also like have this weird desire that like, you know, it's, it's, the, it's on some level, it's the fight club thing, right? It's the idea that yeah. you know, we have, we, we, we have this thing in us that we must get out, you know, and that's, that's a, you know, a, a weird machismo you know, rabbit hole to go down, you know? Yeah. It's people are going to have some opinions. Like I said, it's going to oh, get yeah. weird. But yeah, I, I you're gonna be like, whoa, 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 wait, when did when did this turn into uh, you know, uh, su- suddenly it, it turns into an Islamophobic rant? But you know, you're like, yes, yeah, you know, you're you're there for, maybe for the bodybuilding forums right. or something, you know? right? You know, how to how to lift weights a certain way, and suddenly they're saying you should join Andrew Tate's like cult and basically, mm-hmm. you know, build up your side hustle. Can, with Bitcoin. can you can you tell we know nothing about this world? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'm very far removed, <laughs> and, I, and I plan to stay that way. I'm so happy that I got into music when I did as a young kid because I don't think I would have liked who I would have became if I became into sports. No hate mm. on sports. I know it's basically Magic the Gathering. Fantasy football is basically Magic the Gathering for like people who like sports. It's the same thing, so I get it, mm-hmm. Like you know, whatever. Not that I've even played that, but yeah. I, it's just, you know, it, I look at a lot of this stuff as like a hobby. Like for some people, it's just their passion. They're so into yeah. it, and I and I understand that, and I mm-hmm. think that it makes sense. Um, but I think on a deeper level, on a societal level, I think the ways in which a lot of these things are implemented has implicate. You know, it, it has a lot of things behind it that can be questionable and can yeah. be concerning for sure. Mm-hmm. And how do we move forward? And you know, especially again when you see all these like older manifestos that are pushing for these type of social practices to be active, mm-hmm. you know, the violence or the aggression and whatever. And it is, it's something I wonder now how that works in. And, and yeah, I do think there's that call of like, you want a little bit of the, the, 
what what was it like for our ancestors? What was it like for this to be to be back again? But like, I mean, you go back a hundred years and people lost fingers and machinery, and like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to like die of dysentery or like you know yeah. not have you know I'm thirty thirty five and oh got a cold dead. That sucks. You know, like I don't want to deal with it. I just don't. Yeah. It, it was it was rough. The amount of people I know who tell me they want to like start their own garden, live off the land, whatever. I'm like, you'll die in a day. Like, no, I'm just <laughs> it's so hard. Cause if you don't know what you're doing and don't have that cultural knowledge, forget it. I mean, it's just I don't know. I take I I think we gotta like I think people just need to look at history a little bit more. You know? Mm. I think we just need to analyze the what, past what, a little bit more. What do you what do you think you would be uh in the in the utopian commune, Joe? We've been talking about this a, a few times, and I and I've had I've had chances to think about this what more. Job? I think about this what a job? lot. Yeah, like I, do you... I think educator and or cook. I'm convinced mm, by that. Okay, okay. How about you? I mean, I could I could see myself as as a baker. I I like making oh, yeah. things. You oh know. yes, you literally fed half our school with bread. You were the, <laughs> you were the baker. We st- almost started a side hustle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, well, yeah, you know, you you add a little bit of salt to bread, and you blow you blow uh, the 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 Florentine lines. Maybe that's why they do this. Not enough Think salt. Of, not enough salt in, their in the bread. bread, and they're angry about it, and that's why <laughs> Calcio Storico exists. I, you know, and I I can I can appreciate the fact that here in America we tend to add a lot of salt to things, but, but um, it's not just America. And, they do it in Italy too. I want to be clear; it's yeah. a Tuscan thing. Yes, yes, but I was I was overhearing, and and I I bit my tongue because I am trying not to be a certain type of person. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was listening to some of my students talk about, uh, you know, some of them had been to Florence, and I was ready to be like, oh my god, how was it? Uh, you know, like you know, Ooh, what did you yeah. think? But they're talking amongst themselves, and they're like the food was really bad. Food what? was food. Food was really bland. And like I have to be like I'm not going to argue, Zan. You are not going to argue <laughs> this is with not your it. students oh about God, it was about Italian bland. cuisine. They don't know how to eat. What do you yeah. mean? They probably just ate the bread and were like, "Oh my God, what is this?" And it's like you just put it in yeah. the sauce because they do a lot of red sauces there. I am that type yeah. of person. I probably yeah. would have said something <laughs> and then regretted like, it because it's like I would have I would have come in really hot like demanding to know which restaurants they went to yeah where'd you eat where was oh I know yeah. that you didn't do it right you didn't order the yeah, right yeah, yeah. You, you didn't go this. you didn't go to the right place you didn't pair these things correctly yeah it is kind of like a strategy you do have to know how to eat in Italy you also have to be mindful that a lot of the American Italian foods don't not they don't exist there it's just not a thing mm-hmm. so you can't mm-hmm. go spaghetti and meatballs they will look at you like you're crazy Mm-hmm, or just mm-hmm. be mad because it's, it's it's like when um in the Sopranos when Paulie tries to gets mad when they give him like the the uh, Napolitan pasta with like the clams yeah. and such and he's like I want spaghetti and meatballs and, and you're like is you're like Jesus Christ how amazing must that food be oh it's probably so good it's just <laughs> but that is the that is very much a great example of that um yeah now I'm hungry. Yeah, so. I'm very hungry too, and <laughs> and it is it is actually lunchtime. Uh, yeah. So, uh, maybe maybe we need to uh we'll we can we can leave the bleachers. Of, yeah, uh, I think so. Leave the stadium. Gosh, it yeah. kind of throws me back to when we actually saw a soccer game in Florence. Oh football yeah, game. That, that, now that's the angriest I've ever seen that, uh, Italians. There were some nine year olds who had some things to say, and I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. But oh mm-hmm. god, sports are so weird. But mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. I, I so 
yeah, this is why I wanted to bring this here. A little casual episode, a little casual tour based on, you know, some history kind of related to our sports, a little bit of relation to the Super Bowl. There's no like mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift type story we could bring because I don't even know what that is. So, you know, mm-hmm. I guess if you were yeah, looking I, for that, I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't, I don't know who the Taylor Swift of Italy is. Or the, the, specifically of Florence, I guess. Oh, there's probably someone, but I don't really like Italian music, so. Mm. <laughs> it's five years behind, and it's all overproduced, and I will stand on that hill. I don't care. I was literally having this conversation like five days ago about this Every exact now and thing. then, I think about <sighs> Zucchero. And it, it, but people love it. They love it. They're so into it. Like it's like yeah. freedom. It's just super. It's this like it is. Uh, oh my god! It's like what they assume a rock star is. Mm-hmm. It's like and that is the type of music they make. And it's how just, are Italians uh, so tasteful and also so, the corniest people so on corny. earth? I know. Oh god, do I they love, it. love corny shit? They love it. They love it. Yeah. That's that's just the European experience, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's t- it's tough being. It's real. You don't know what to do with the 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 superior cultural <laughs> feeling you you get in Europe when it comes to a lot of music. They, I I say a lot of things, and they're just like, oh, what is that? Or and, what's this? You guys so, have sound. And, and I was like, all, yeah. yeah. And it's also like musicians that like are from Europe, but that they have no interest in. I know that's the thing. It's there yeah. is some like very good alternative other th- type of music coming out of Italy. I should yeah. say this, but in terms of a popular yeah. stream, it's more corny than what we have as pop music. Like put is it in the, perspective. It, it, yeah, in twenty nineteen, they just got SoundCloud. Twenty nineteen, oh. I was using SoundCloud in twenty like twelve, thirteen. So wow. yeah, it's pretty rough. They found out what trap music was in twenty nineteen. So Interesting. like yeah, they are. It, it is it is fascinating <laughs> to say the hmm. least. Yeah. Is this the is this like something coming full circle from like the 50s and 60s where or or even earlier I guess when there were like all of these like jazz and blues musicians that couldn't quite get into the mainstream in America but they could, you know, go on tour in France where the, or uh or Germany where they were like more appreciated. I think it might be. I think it huh. might be honestly. We fi- we finally we finally reached uh reached the the other end of that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. At least with music. But see in art, I think we're behind. So that's the mm. thing. Like visual yeah. arts. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can't be you know what? Can't have it's, everything. It's can't can't be good. Can't be good at everything, America. No, nope, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, God. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Well, um yeah. <laughs> You can introduce it. I was about to, and I was like, okay. I never, I never do okay. this. <laughs> well, speaking of America, what's more American than bumper stickers? That's right. It's oh, time yes. for Stick It or Ticket, where we talk about questionable bumper stickers that we have seen uh, since the last tour here at the Uncanny County Museum. All right. So I got a, I got some here for you. And I'm, okay, I'm curious okay. to hear your Let's... thoughts. So I have one that just said, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, okay, that that the implications are funny there because you know mm-hmm. somebody passed or doesn't know how to drive. The other said, "I believe in humans." 
and it was an alien. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's that's fun. That may or may not be a repeat. I may have seen that before and said it from like. I think ago. I've seen some equivalent. Of yeah, that the other point. one I saw driving yet when I was driving home yesterday and there was a ton of traffic. Said you just got passed by a girl, and it was in like really really <laughs> large bubble text. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's great. It was very interesting to say the least. Wow. Yeah. So how about you? What are the interesting bumper stickers you saw out in the Florida wilds? Oh boy, oh boy, did I see some. Uh one uh so this was one that was actually lying in a it was in a ditch on the side of the road. We we got we got out of the car to take a picture of um of these birds um on uh on like a little uh on l- a little thing. Okay. Um and uh we pull off and in the in the grass someone uh, there's a used bumper sticker that someone took off the back of their car and then flung it out into the world. Ah. Um, and it said, I heart crack whores, um, which very. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It was to be to be the person that changed their mind about that bumper sticker. You know, you you would seem like a very confident person to put that on. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, some some sudden change in your life uh, led to that. Um, then I also saw, I, I saw a, um, a truck, which trucks are always promising for, for sure, uh, bumper stickers. This one had a little bit more, most of the bumper stickers were a little bit more like, okay, this is maybe someone a little more alternative. Um, but one of the stickers says, stickers said biscuits on board biscuits spelled like the band limp biscuit. Hmm. So I believe that's a declaration of them being fans of Limp Biscuit. Wow, uh, stuck in the nineties. Interesting. Yeah. The other one. So this one is uh, more of a, a head scratcher, trying to figure out what it, it if it is pro or anti anything. But <laughs> mm. uh, in Tallahassee, I saw a bumper sticker that said "White Boot Mafia," and huh. Allison was like, "That's about clamming," and I'm like. No, I think that's a reference to Ron DeSantis. Cause, Whoa. Because uh, during the hurricane, the la- I think uh, Ian or whatever the last big one was, there was a there were these pictures going around of DeSantis, you know, uh, like visiting disaster areas and wearing these perfectly clean white boots. Interesting. So I'm, I I, huh. I think I think it's a dig at DeSantis. But it could also be pro DeSantis. I have no idea. Or it could be just about oyster and clam fishermen. I'm getting a lot of images here that are not any of those things. So, oh, what did you what did you get when you search white food? I mean, I, there's one image that's great. Oh, that's not what it means. Never mind. Uh, this one is just an image that says, uh, "I can't, I'm not going to read this one here. It's not good. <laughs> it's not appropriate, probably." Oh, but, good um, lord. Okay, is this? Is this? I don't want to have to put an explicit rating, so I'm not going to. Oh, but it was God. um, white cowboy boots. So, um. Anyways, you, you know the, the, the I feel picture, like it means a lot of things. Yeah, the the picture. Yeah, it but it, it wasn't, could be it wasn't a lot mo- of different. It's a lot of different knows? things. I don't know if you know. Um, maybe keep it. To Please yourself. let us know. Yeah, let if us you know. if you are a member of the White Boot Mafia, is the, if this is a dog whistle, if this is for a dog, anything, I'm gonna be so Please upset. let us. I'm gonna be please so let us mad. know. I'm gonna be so mad if it is. Oh, <laughs> oh my, or anything God. weird. Oh Jesus. Anyway, yeah. um, cool. 
Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, let's move on to uncanny recommendations. All right. Um, I do have a few recommendations, mm. actually. Uh, I have okay. been, so just to start off with some uh, music, actually, I have been listening to, um, let me find it. If I can, oh my gosh, why can I not find things that I like? Hold on one sec. I'm sorry. I like. Oh, oh no worries. My oh, I've been listening to the uh, 2021 Oblov album entitled Buds, and as well mm -hmm. as their other uh, 2013 album Am. They're great. Oblov's really good. I I definitely have, like heard about them from like TikTok and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. But it's very like shoegazy, kind of like inspired from like a lot of like yeah. my bloody Valentine. But it's really good. I really like it. Those albums have been great, especially driving. Uh, so I would definitely recommend those to check out. As you're doing things. Uh, I've also been watching the um the recent like Scott Pilgrim Netflix show that they did where it was like Scott Pilgrim takes off, but it's like an alternate universe from the movie oh. and from the books. It's good. I like it. I mean, I haven't finished it, but I have enjoyed it where it's like Ramona flowers is the main character now instead of Scott. Hmm. And I've just been, I, mean, I love the visual style. I love that series anyway. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. So I've been into that and also watching, this is very recently just came out the uh, Vince Staples show on Netflix. It's a mini series. Oh. It's like five episodes with Vince Staples, who's actor, rapper, very great, very funny person too. Mm -hmm. um, he was in episode of Abbott Elementary became or a few episodes. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a it's like a it's kind of like Atlanta. It's got that kind of Afro surrealism oh. type mm. spin to it. I've been finding it interesting and the comedy very funny. So I I've liked it. It's just like five episodes. Uh, I'm trying to. Oh, and I also wanted to update everybody here because I finally got around to watching *Killers of the Flower Moon* by Martin Scorsese mm. or directed by Martin Scorsese. Since we've talked about it on here, um, I would recommend it. I think it's good. I don't love the second act though, where the FBI comes in. I think they fell, they dropped the ball a little bit on really getting in what could have been a little bit more explanatory of like what was going on behind the scenes a lot because that story is mm. crazy but i understand they used it to focus on kind of like the downfall of king hale and you know mm -hmm. Ernest burkhart and stuff like that so okay. it, it was yeah I, it has its problems and i can see why there's some like controversy around it especially from communities but i do think it's a pretty solid movie so i would check it out for sure it's long mm. though we it, it took us time so like you know, pace yourself, but it's, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> film. I also watched the Irishman by him as my other oh. recommendation. I watched that first and I, I, I recommend that too. I think it's a very solid movie actually, even though I don't really understand a lot of it because of the, it's like a very niche point in the seventies and eighties, but it was very yeah. good. I, I really liked it. Uh, so yeah, those would be, those would be my recommendations. Uh, how about you, Sam? What do you got? Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I, what have I been listening and reading? Oh, so I have been uh, reading uh, Pedro Paramo, uh, nice. and uh, been really enjoying it. Um, uh, I have not quite finished yet, and I will give a uh, full review. I feel like it's a very short book, and I do feel like I keep getting pulled away from it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I am. Uh, I will. I will get back to you with a with an actual uh, review. But it is. It is definitely that um, that surreal writing style that I enjoy. Um, then uh, I also recently discovered Wall of Eyes by The Smile, which is like a side project by three of the members of Radiohead. Interesting. Um, 
And I'm not a huge Radiohead person. I don't really listen to them. Uh, but uh, I actually really have been enjoying Wall of Eyes as like some, you know, just nice uh, background studio music while I work on stuff. So I, I would cool. give it a listen if um, uh, if uh, if you're always looking for uh, some nice, uh, yeah. you know, uh, ambient rock music. Their side stuff always tends to be super strong, like Adams for mm-hmm. Peace. It's like really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one with Flea, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, what do you have going on outside of the museum, Joe? I don't have too much at the moment to announce. Hopefully some stuff soon. I do have an upcoming show that's going to be in September, but it's unnamed. Mm. It will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I don't remember the gallery name, but it's a, it's a while out. So I'll be again. It's like things that you can You've plan got time. later. You've got, You've got plenty of time, but stuff is cooking with the collective, mm-hmm. so we're we're excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how about you, Zan? I know you got some stuff going on. Oh man, oh man. Uh, I have uh, I have a couple of things to announce. Um, if you are listening to this today, uh, this uh, on the day that this uh, comes out, I'm going to be teaching a oil painting class in uh, Plant Park in Tampa. If you want to find out more about that, look at uh, Tampa Bay Art uh, Art Group on Facebook. Um, I'm going to be teaching a class through Orbel there, an oil painting class, which should be pretty fun. Um, then the following Saturday, March 2nd, um, I'm going to be at the Uptown Funk Market uh, on uh, uh, in front of Retrospect Furniture uh, on 20, or sorry, 16th Street and 22nd Avenue uh, North in St. Petersburg. Um, and then <laughs> on the 26th of March, uh, uh, one of my bands is opening for Faye Webster at Janice Landing. And then, oh my God, this next busy, month busy. might actually might actually be the end of me. Then March 30th, um, I will be playing uh, our Ghost Modern songs uh, with, with which band yet to be determined, but I will be performing as Ghost Modern uh, at the Lighthouse mm. in St. Petersburg. So that is definitely nice. a big one, and I would really appreciate if uh, people are able to show up to that because um, that's going to be uh, my first, uh, one, of, one of the first uh, performances of really trying to uh, promote the uh, the album that we did last year. Uh, on, Absolutely. Uh, to, to a lot of different ears. Um, and also, uh, you know, if you don't like me, there's a, a other really good bands on the bill. It's going to be a house show, so, you know, uh yeah come on out and support local music get on over there go listen Mm -hmm. thank you yeah oh and if you can't make it check out jazz club by ghost modern and please listen to it yes please do Mm -hmm. cool all right uh yeah i know that's that's a lot i went from having nothing to a (laughs) lot very quickly that's how it goes yes yeah um, well, uh, this has been very fun. Thank you for doing all the research. Thank you for bringing this topic in, Joe. And this oh, no was a worries. very enjoyable conversation. Um, Absolutely. If you'd like to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. If you have any questions for us, corrections, uh, we're always happy to read those mm-hmm. uh, on air. Um, you can email us at uncannycountymuseum at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find me after hours, I'm at Xanosaurus on Instagram. And I'm at Josephino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters. And I've been Josephino. Josephino.
Ciao. <laughs>